This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we authentically accept God's invitation to turn away from our sins and turn toward the mercy and grace of Christ? Stay tuned to learn more about Esau McCulley's new book, Lent, The Season of Repentance and Renewal. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Exodus chapter 16 through 18, the provision of manna. When they journeyed from Elim, the entire company of Israelites came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their exodus from the land of Egypt. The entire company of Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather the amount for each day, so that I may test them. Will they walk in my law or not? On the sixth day, they will prepare what they bring in, and it will be twice as much as they gather every other day. Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings against the Lord. As for us, what are we, that you should murmur against us? Moses said, You will know this when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread in the morning to satisfy you, because the Lord has heard your murmurings that you are murmuring against him. As for us, what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, tell the whole community of the Israelites, come before the Lord because he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole community of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness. There the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud and the Lord spoke to Moses. I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Tell them during the evening you will eat meat. And in the morning you will be satisfied with bread, so that you may know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening the quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning a layer of dew was all around the camp. When the layer of dew had evaporated, there on the surface of the wilderness was a thin flaky substance, thin like frost on the earth. Then the Israelites saw it. They said to one another, What is it? Because they did not know what it was. 
Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you for food. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each person is to gather from it what he can eat, an omer per person according to the number of your people. Each one will pick it up for whoever lives in his tent. The Israelites did so, and they gathered some more, some less. When they measured with an omer, the one who gathered much had nothing left over, and the one who gathered little lacked nothing. Each one had gathered what he could eat. Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some kept part of it until morning, and it was full of worms and began to stink, and Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it each morning, each person according to what he could eat, and when the sun got hot, it would melt. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers per person, and all the leaders of the community came and told Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a time of cessation from work, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Whatever you want to bake, bake today. Whatever you want to boil, boil today. Whatever is left, put aside for yourselves to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until the morning, just as Moses had commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the area. Six days you will gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather it, but they found nothing. So the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to obey my commandments and my instructions? See, because the Lord has given you the Sabbath, that is why he is giving you food for two days on the sixth day. Each of you stay where you are. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed and was white, and it tasted like wafers with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for generations to come, so that they may see the food I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out from the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put it in an omer full of manna, and place it before the Lord to be kept for generations to come, just as the Lord commanded Moses. So Aaron placed it before the Ark of the Testimony for safekeeping. Now the Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a land that was inhabited. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Exodus chapter 17. Water at Massa and Meribah. The whole community of the Israelites traveled on their journey from the wilderness of Sin, according to the Lord's instruction, and they pitched camp in Rephidim. Now there was no water for the people to drink. So the people contended with Moses, and they said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people were very thirsty there for water, and they murmured against Moses and said, Why in the world did you bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with this thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What will I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go over before the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you will strike the rock, and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. And Moses did so in plain view of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the contending of the Israelites and because of their testing the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Victory over the Amalekites. Amalek came and attacked Israel in Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out, fight against Amalek, Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek, just as Moses had instructed him, and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. 
Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. When the hands of Moses became heavy, they took a stone and put it under him. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing, for I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and he called it, the Lord is my banner. For he said, for a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus chapter 18, the advice of Jethro. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom. For Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land, and the other Eliezer. For Moses had said, The God of my father has been my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to Moses in the wilderness where he was camping by the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you along with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They each asked about the other's welfare, and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt for Israel's sake and all the hardship that had come on them along the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced because all of the good that the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered from the hand of Egypt. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you from the hand of Egypt and from the hand of Pharaoh who has delivered the people from the Egyptians' control. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the thing in which they dealt proudly against them, he has destroyed them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices for God and Aaron. And all the elders of Israel came to eat food with the father-in-law of Moses before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why are you sitting by yourself and all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I decide between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the decrees of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out, both you and these people who are with you, for this is too heavy a burden for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to me. I will give you advice, and may God be with you. You be a representative for the people to God, and you bring their disputes to God. Warn them of the statutes and the laws and make known to them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. But you choose from the people capable men, God-fearing men, men of truth, those who hate bribes, and put them over the people as rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They will judge the people under normal circumstances in every difficult case they will bring to you, but every small case they themselves will judge, so that you may make it easier for yourself and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure and all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he had said. Moses chose capable men from all Israel and he made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They judged the people under normal circumstances, the difficult cases they would bring to Moses, but every small case they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and so Jethro went to his own land. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God of heaven, we thank you. Thank you, O God, for these particular passages, O God, that remind us of your constant provision. And lest we jump to conclusions, judgmental conclusions, O God, about how the Israelites took you for granted and took your manna and the quail that you gave them for granted, O God. Help us to self-examine and search our hearts in the ways, O Lord, that we grumble and complain against you against your daily manna that you give us, your daily bread that you give to us, O Lord God, your provision that you give to us, the ways that you woke us up on today, O Lord. Would you help us not to take for granted your mercies, your grace, your provision, O Lord God? And would you help us, O God, to when you tell us and you instruct us on what we ought to do and how we ought to live, would you help us, O Lord God, to be obedient out of love, O Lord God, out of honor and fear of you, O Lord God, because you are our God. Would you help us, O Lord God, to, uh, to be wise, O God? Thank you so much for Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, being a wise man and instructing Moses that what he was doing was not good because he was overextending himself. It was too much of a burden for him to carry to be the one to judge the people day and night. God, would you help us by the power of your spirit? Would you help us to discern where we need to delegate tasks? Would you help us to discern where we need to say no? And would you help us to know that there are times that no's are just as holy as yeses, oh Lord. So would you show us where we need to delegate, where we need to offload some of the work and the labor, even the good labors and the good things that you've given to us to delegate those tasks to somebody else and to trust, oh Lord, that it is you who is working in us and moving in us and helping us to complete the work, the assignment, the purpose that you've given us, oh God. Uh, I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Every year, the church invites us into a season of repentance and fasting in preparation for Holy Week. Often, though, we experience the Lenten fast as either a mindless ritual or self-improvement program. In his new book, Lent, priest and scholar Esau McCulley introduces the season of Lent, showing us how its prayers and rituals point us not just to our own sinfulness, but also beyond it to our merciful Savior. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off Lent plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code the word that's code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivypress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truth's table Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God.
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so take